In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Anybody who's ever tried a home improvement project successful or otherwise, knows you have to have the right tool for the job. Well, the same is true when you do retirement right. So what's in your toolbox on today's show? This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in, everybody, to the Get Ready for the Future show. We are glad to have you along once again. Settle in for the next hour for straight talk about your money, your finances, and your retirement. My name is Scott Inman. Along with me today, John Shrewsbury and Janet Walker. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. I, I know, did you notice the smirk on, on his face when he was talking about home improvement projects? There's a story there that we probably ought to, to chase down at some point. Yeah. Maybe not right now, but... but is that the successful or not? You can generally say I've never been successful in a home improvement <laughs> project. Not not of any, any, of any great uh, detail. Let's put it that way. You you know, I'm, I'm his neighbor, and so I, I, I get to see those somewhat failed home improvement projects. <laughs> oh, so. I hire it done, John. I, those That's are, those are successful. I did actually paint my basement recently. Oh, yeah. And I can do a paint job okay. That turned out all right. <laughs> but in opening up the paint cans and, and you know, and taking the, um, uh, the little covers of on the power outlets off, you know, you needed a screwdriver, right? So I had the opportunity to teach my son, my 11-year-old, who had never been taught before, because dad's not much of a handyman, the difference between a Phillips head and flathead screwdriver. He was enamored with that. He was like, there are uh, two kinds of screwdrivers. <laughs> who knew? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but talk about the right tool for the right job, right? I mean, you, right. You, you're not going to be able to get the, uh, it's a flathead screw that, that keeps that cover on the power outlet in the wall. You're not going to do much with a Phillips head screwdriver. And I think that's the jumping off point for us today. You got to have the right tool for the right job in a home improvement project. And the same is true when it comes to preparing for retirement. Yeah, you're right, Scott. And obviously, uh, some people only have one tool in their toolbox, right. and it's just whatever account that they've had at work or whatever the case may be. But really and truly, when you think about the job that you have to do with retirement, it does require a great deal of of information, a great deal of uh, flexibility to really pivot uh, based on whatever may be going on. You know, guys, when you think about doing a home improvement project these days, if you don't know how to do it, you just go and look it up on YouTube and watch mm-hmm. a video about how to do it. And that works for home imp- improvement projects. But if you draw the parallel to investing, what people do is is they go to their coworker or they go to their relative or whatever and go, well, hey, what did you do about this? Or, hey, what did you, you know, whatever. You can learn the, the YouTube how to fix it, but your investment details are different than anybody else's. So what they're using in their situation may be great for them and a disaster for you. So be careful about, you know, following the guidelines that you're getting from somewhere else if it's not personalized for you. Scott, investments are just not enough when it comes to retirement. I think about that in the analogy, let's say, of a car. You know, the, you could have a well-tuned, great engine as far as a car is concerned, but 
it's really more than just the engine. You want to have a nice smooth ride. You want to have a comfortable seat. You want to have air conditioning. You want to have a heater. You know, all of these things are are really essential to the experience that you have in riding in a car. If speed is your only thing, then yes, uh, the the engine is is a real focus. That's obviously what happens in a race car. You know, they don't they have what is it barely sheet metal on on a race car. It's not much at all because right. they don't want that weight and they they just focus on the engine but when it comes to retirement there's a lot more to it than just that and when uh, the the incidents that i see of many of our counterparts in our industry they are very 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 focused on investment management but really not focused at all on planning Mm -hmm. and it's like okay we're just gonna uh, you know run the car fast enough to get us to where we want to go maybe you'll even forget about the discomfort that you have along the way as long as we just get there in a hurry well and, and i would say specifically planning for retirement income because you can take a lot of different approaches to the accumulation phase, but when you begin to take retirement income, then it narrows the field on what your choices, or at least what your wise choices are at that point. Mm-hmm. It's very formulaic in yeah. much of the industry, that you have very arbitrary rules that this is what you're going to do, but it doesn't get very detailed oriented. So there's a lot of different ways we can take this when you talk about what's uh, in your toolbox and getting the right tool for the right job. But a collection of investments are not enough. A singular one-size-fits-all investment is certainly not enough. But savings alone are also not enough. And to Janet's point about your distribution stream, when you think about that, how many people think when you get to retirement that the idea is you pull risk entirely off the table by keeping everything very conservative, maybe up into the point where you're really just in uh, fixed instruments to the point where you're not putting any principal at risk, but obviously you're not going to grow much there too. So you're taking on a new risk. Well, and and no time like right now are, have we seen that threat of inflation uh, be more prominent than it is today. You think about the fact that we've got so much money being pumped into the economy yeah. and those things are, are really going to have to, to come to fruition. And when when inflation hits, that's where fixed income really does uh, have a, a, a tremendous weight on it. Yeah, it's, it's really detrimental to your future. The challenge is that market risk is very visible to everybody. Every day on the news, you hear you know reports on the Dow or the S&P. So you get a, kind of an idea of day in, day out where it's going. And so people are very scared about market risk, but they will completely ignore inflation risk. And that one, frankly, I don't even label it a reality. I wish we would start calling it inflation fact. It's Mm -hmm. just going to happen. It's not a risk. I think I said that the wrong way. I don't label it as a reality. I don't label it as a risk. I label it as an absolute fact. It's going to happen. So it's something that you have to plan for. And if you're all in fixed investments, there's no way you're going to overcome inflation. Now, you do have to have a portion of your assets in fixed investments so that you're not all in on market risk. But there's a balance, a very formulaic balance, as Scott mentioned earlier, to being able to overcome those in in one cohesive plan. We use the toolbox analogy quite frequently in our client meeting rooms yes. that we have a toolbox behind us full of different kinds of investments. And, and any advisor, quite frankly, that has the same licenses that we do have has access to most, if not all, of that toolbox. But it is how you choose to pull the right tool out for the right job. You don't pull 
the Phillips head screwdriver out when you need the flathead screwdriver. Well, there you go. Uh, that's a practical application of the Inman uh, home improvement <laughs> lesson. Scott, I think about, you know, uh, have you ever bought any furniture from Ikea? I have not. I'm, I, I don't get Ikea. Well, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't either. Understand it. Yeah, I get lost in Ikea. Yes. That's I easily like done. Loop yes. around and around and somebody has to come rescue me. But if you've ever been to the Ikea in Dallas, you know, it's just this massive yeah. store, but they have these goofy instructions on all of their furniture that is like, like stick men and, and says, you know, Put the screw here or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's really very simplistic. And retirement's not simple. Retirement is complex. There's a lot of complexity to it. There's a lot of dynamic changes that can go on in retirement. A lot of cash flow management that has to go on. And so you can't just rely on cookie cutter ideas like the 4% rule or something like that. You can't just go, oh, yeah, this will all work out. What if it doesn't? We're only talking about your livelihood here because obviously in retirement, you don't want to go back to work and sometimes you maybe can't go back to work. So you have to make the right call at the right time. And that's why we advocate something like the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process because it is a comprehensive retirement planning process that helps you figure all these things out. Feeling secure about your future starts with how you see your future. And we've got 10 ways to shift your perspective of planning with our free download, What's the Plan? A manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. You can get that download uh, by going to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break. Now, we're going to break this down very granular, granularly today when we talk about what's in your toolbox. We're going to talk about different phases of your road to retirement age bandit for you we're going to talk about what you should be doing in your 20s or 30s the right tool for the right job as the get ready for the future show continues right after this our question today on the show what's in your toolbox you have to have the right tool for the right job if you're doing a home improvement project or when it comes to your retirement your retirement should be more than just investments, whether collection or one singular one size fits all investment. It is really about the planning process. We mentioned before the break about downloading 10 ways to shift your perspective of planning with our free download, What's the Plan? A manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. If you want to get that, just go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash plan. Now, we're going to kind of get down into a granular state now when we talk about what's in your toolbox. We're going to speak specifically to people in certain age groups. So we're going to start with 25 to 40. Man, retirement can seem, and it truly is, most likely, a long-term project, right? This is not painting a room. <laughs> this is no. this yeah. is putting on an addition to the house, right? This is going to take a while. And so it's really, I think, very difficult for uh, people in that age group, and when I placed myself back in that age group, and I just had a birthday, so it's getting farther and farther away from when I was in that age group, it's very, very um, not granular, not specific, abstract, I would even say, to think about what retirement's going to look like. But that doesn't mean you can't make some very good moves toward financial independence when you're in your 20s or 30s. Man, focus on financial independence is is a big deal. Uh, I, I know that the people that I have seen in that generation that are 
intensely focused on getting financially independent, they have the best chance of really coming, of having the outcomes that they're looking for. Now, what does that mean? I think the number one thing for that age group is uh, trying to avoid as much debt as possible. Yeah, and that can come in a lot of forms, whether it's student loan debt, credit card debt, you name it. But John, I think the key word there that you utilized is to focus. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, you're so far away from retirement, but change your focus, change it to moving forward financially. You know, whatever that may mean for you at that point, it may not mean anything for your retirement, but it might mean paying down debt faster than maybe what your peers are doing, but focusing on moving yourself forward. So paying down debt, um, taking advantage of the employer match. If you're participating in in your retirement plan, it's a huge opportunity to get your, your feet underneath you, if you will, because that's free money and you have the long-term power of compound interest on your side. The earlier you get started, the better. And guys, we've said 25 to 40, but frankly, I would say from starting work to 40. If you're younger than 25, jump on in. If you've got income, it's time to start moving yourself forward. Something else that I would say, Scott, is very important to that age group is to not be swayed by uh, what Whatever the current trend is or whatever the herd mentality is of, of investing. I know that during the uh, financial crisis in 2008, we've seen this on, in several different occasions where young people got scared out of the market because it was volatile, but they don't really understand the idea of dollar cost averaging. They haven't heard the cow story from Gen Wealth, a very simple analogy uh, that, that really does explain the concept of dollar cost averaging. Don't be in that herd mentality that says, okay, I'm going to get out of the market because it's going down. You're not selling, you're buying. And that is an opportunity for you to buy shares at a price that was lower than it previously was. And so you have to really think long term about that and be very opportunistic when the market does give you what it's generally going to give you. And that's a downturn every once in a while. Yeah, well, the verse is true too, I think, John. You know, Ryan Dietrich was on the show not that long ago talking about it could be really tempting to chase the shiny object. Yes. And I think that's what a lot of people in this age group, particularly, right? It's not really about I've got to hurry up and catch up and have a lot of money. It's just this is the easiest road to creating wealth, chasing that uh, hot dot, we used to call it, right? The, yeah. the hot stock tip of the day. Or, or the fad investment of the right. day or whatever, or the cool kids are investing in, if right. you will. I, I want to do that because everybody else is doing it. That has nothing to do with your particular financial plan. You want to do things that are going to uh, further your objective, which is financial independence, and it's really oftentimes not what the herd is doing. You know, Guys, there's another group in this age range that I, I think we tend to to not talk about when we talk about this age group in general because we have this this thought that they're trying to keep up with everybody but there's a group in here if you go back to 2008 that they were teenagers living at home at that point and mom and dad lost their home or mom and dad lost everything you know not everything literally in terms of their 401k but the values went down so far that maybe mom and dad didn't retire on time those types of things and we have had conversations with adults now who were teenagers then and are frankly a little bit scarred it's it's some ptsd going on financially from that experience and 
it's important for you to be able to recognize what what your life experiences are and the impact that that has and how that how it impacts your future you've got to be able to move forward and plan regardless of what your past is so to recap the tools that you need to have for this age range is debt freedom your employer match and some self-awareness and to be sure that you clearly understand what your goals are and the vehicles that you need to use to get you there yeah those are great tools and just to kind of put a an exclamation point on that. You know, you talked about time in the market and time is on your side when you're younger. I would even encourage parents, since I'm one of teenagers, that if they start that first job and they have earned income, hey, hey, start a Roth IRA for them. Even 18, 19 years old, you can really put them on a great path by getting them to invest or even if you have to use a little bit of your own money to open a Roth IRA for your teenager who has been working. All right, so on to the next age group, and this uh, I still fit in, I can say, 41 to 55. If you're in this age range, and the only tools you're using are the ones we mentioned just a moment ago for the folks in their 20s and 30s, well, you need a few more tools in your tool chest. You're, you're likely missing part of the picture. You know, in this range, I think it's what you were talking about, John, earlier about uh your, your your desire to get out when the market's going down, I think it can be more tempting when you get into this age range because, let's be honest, a bigger account value moves in a bigger way. And with, the time horizon market, is yes, shorter. Right, with yeah. market volatility. So you got to learn to keep your financial emotions in check. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to hire a good financial advisor. Yeah, I think that this is where you begin to have some serious money. Uh, you know, you're, you're accumulating real money even in your 20s and 30s, and it's serious to you then. But now we're beginning to talk about areas where you have six figures in your, in your investment account, in your retirement account. This is where it really means something to really begin to press down on planning and begin to think about the moves that you're making in your effort to be financially independent. I think part of that planning, too, is also nothing to do with the numbers, really, but to do with just thinking through with your spouse, what do we want retirement to look like? What what are our plans? And beginning to draw that picture together, and then you take that and go to a financial advisor and say, let's, let's marry our vision and the numbers and see how we make this a reality. And, and guys, I, I don't know about you, but in this age range, for me, it becomes much more clear. Like my husband and I now on on a regular basis, I'm talking two or three times a week, we have some comment about that's something we're going to do in retirement or after work. I am never doing that again. <laughs> you know, Those types of things are recurring conversations where 10 years ago they didn't happen. Scott, I've got to believe that that. Having a written financial plan is is the biggest tool that you want to have in this age. You know, you can begin to start accumulating money in your 20s and 30s and have an emergency fund, and there's a lot of, of planning that has to be done, but it's not necessarily anything that has to get documented in a plan like we do for, for folks that are getting ready to retire. But when you get into your 40s and 50s, you need to be on paper on purpose, as we like to say. You need to be going forward and reviewing that plan plan with your advisor. And so it becomes this this strategy session where you, your advisor, and your plan all sit down together and begin to say, are we on track? 
or are we off track and what do we need to do to get on track? As a as an example, you might think about the fact that, you know, some people have uh, maybe a, a retirement plan at work and maybe they've been very diligent at maxing out their retirement plan at work. But when you sit down with your advisor and you figure out to hit my retirement goal, I really need another retirement program. I need another way to save some money. That advisor is going to have lots of options for you to sit down and talk about that and ways that you can actually achieve that goal. Most of the time, what people do is they just throw money in a retirement account having no idea whether it's the right amount of money or not, what the rate of return is that they need to be getting, and what the outcome's going to be. You've got to have that very clear vision about where you're going in order to achieve that goal. Well, what's the number one tool you think that people in their 40s and early 50s have used as a retirement vehicle? It's their 401k. They've like if they've been a successful accumulator, they've likely done it in a an employer-sponsored plan. Well, more than likely, they're probably not with the first employer that they started with back right. in their 20s, too. So there could be, uh, in many opportunities, there to change tools in that sense because your right. 401k sitting there orphaned, as we like to say. Uh, we've met with people that have had two or three of those uh, that have never done anything with them. Is that 401k that's now with a former employer, is that the right tool? Uh, that's something worth considering as well. Scott, I think you bring up a great point there. And, and you know, there is no coach at work for the most part, on your 401k plan. Your company does not want to take on the fiduciary responsibility that's necessary to lead you through uh, retirement planning. They want to provide the vehicle and an easy way for you to defer money out of your paycheck on a uh, pre-tax basis, maybe, or maybe on a Roth basis, but they they are in the provision of vehicle business. They're not in the planning and advice business. The planning and advice is really what's going to get you there. It's not necessarily the vehicle. They're there's lots of vehicles out there, a lot of people putting money into their 401k, but that's not necessarily the formula that's going to get you to financial independence. We can offer you a great education piece on your options when you have left an employer, what you can do with your former 401k. And those options, of course, are you can leave it with your former employer. You can roll it into a new employer plan. You can roll it to an IRA or you can cash it out. We would very unlikely ever uh, suggest to cash it out because the taxes will be due on that. That money has not been taxed. It's all qualified money, but there are some great pros and cons to take a look at when it comes to those other three choices. Scott, I think you can also take a look at 15-minute retirement. That's, yep. That'll give you a quick bird's-eye view of where you're at retirement-wise, but it's a great starting point. If you haven't done any planning, it's a great entry point to planning, and then you can drill down and get more granular, as you like to say, from there to get your retirement plan on track. Our 15-minute retirement checkup is absolutely free. You can visit 15minuteretirement.com. That's the number one Five and then minuteretirement.com or text checkup to 501-381-5228. That's 501-381-5228 and get started. The Get Ready for the Future show, What's in Your Toolbox, continues right after this. Resources at GetReadyForTheFuture.com, but we could also, in light of today's theme, call them tools. Great tools for your toolbox at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. And if you'd like to meet with a Genwell Financial Advisor, our first appointments are always complimentary. You can reach out by calling 501 501- 
601-653-7355. Again, that number is 501-653-7355. Or you can reach out via email, send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And Anna Olive, who is our client introductory specialist, can set that first appointment with an advisor near you. Hey, Scott, can I uh, just jump in here for just a second? I, you know, we've talked about the tools and the resources that are on the website. There is nothing like getting clarity with an advisor on your situation. You get a lot of generalities and a lot of good information from things on our website, and any financial information is good information, obviously, but you don't really get the practical application of it until you sit down with an advisor and really talk turkey about what's going on with you and your money, because there's a lot of generalized information out there that is conceptually very good, but it's the application of that information that makes the big difference. Yeah, and that's like those instruction manuals you were talking about at Ikea, right? I mean, if it's it's simple enough and you can understand it, then you can get the job done by yourself. But man, is it complex when it gets into the world of retirement? It is hard to understand and disseminate all of that information uh, that you are dealing with when you're taking it in. So what's in your toolbox is the theme today, right tool for the right job. We're talking about it, certain age bands of life, how you can add some tools or maybe change some tools. I think in the last segment, we were talking about how the toolbox may need to be dipped into once again to to put one tool back like a 401k at a former employer and maybe pick up a new tool with an option of what to do with that 401k. And I think as you get to 55 and older, which is what we're going to dive into in this segment, that same is true even if you haven't left your employer. If you're still working at a job that you've been at for 30 years and you reach age 59 and a half, there's likely, guys, another opportunity to make a decision. Yeah, it's called an in-service distribution, and that is a very simple process that uh, you can engage in with your advisor. It doesn't throw you out of your 401k plan. What it basically does is take the money out of one pocket and put it in the other, putting it into an IRA account so you can then get it ready to be in an income mode as opposed to an accumulation mode, Janet. I think it's important to understand why the the IRS has said that retirement plans can allow you to do this. Now, not all retirement plans allow it, but at this point, almost all retirement plans allow you to do this 59 and a half in-service uh, uh, distribution or rollover. The reason this is in there is that they are aware that w- there are significant limitations to your investment choices within a 401k, TSP, you name it. Most of those plans are fairly restricted in the choices that they have available to to you while you're still working. So as you're coming up closer to taking retirement income, you really need some more significant diversification at that point for your plan. So by taking those assets that are currently in your 401k and rolling them over to an IRA, you can also move to a Roth IRA if you have after-tax dollars that are in your 401k. So rolling those over to the IRA and then putting together a retirement income plan, you can continue to work and on your very next paycheck, continue to contribute to your 401k. So there's no negative tax consequences. You don't lose access to the 401k. You don't lose any match. 
nothing. You just keep rolling right along, but it gives you the opportunity to have access to additional investment choices. And I think that that uh, 59.5 opportunity really does give you the opportunity to engage with your advisor for fiduciary advice. Uh, You know, it's not about just moving the money from one place to the other. It is the management of that money and the the manipulation of your plan to align you as you begin to hit that home stretch toward retirement to get you in alignment for where you are ultimately heading. And you are in that home stretch if you're 55 or uh, above because you are entering the retirement red zone. You are looking at a time in your life when the game needs to change. The toolbox needs to be dipped into and maybe that screwdriver needs to be placed into the toolbox and you need to get a hammer back out. A different tool for a different job and the big change here is going from accumulation to decumulation or distribution of your assets as income in retirement. And every retiree has three big risks that are going to challenge them to get through retirement. We talk about this all the time, and I I cannot even have a conversation with someone who is headed toward retirement mm-hmm. without talking about the three big risks, because most people are totally 100% unaware that the game changes. It is as clear as the definitive uh, break between football and basketball. Yeah. Uh, it's completely different sport, completely different rules. In the income phase, you have risk that you don't have in the accumulation phase. So the three big risks that you're going to face throughout retirement are longevity. And we don't really think about living long as a risk. But when it when you look at it as far as the impact that it has on your money, it is a risk. So longevity is one. Market risk is another. Now, this can be you know your general fear of the market. It can also be relevant to when you retire, like if you retire right before 2008. So market risk is a factor. Well, and in in regard to market risk, market risk is actually your friend when you're accumulating money. It is very much your enemy when you are decumulating money or spending money out of your retirement account. And guys, the third risk on our list, so we've got longevity, we've got market risk, and then we've got inflation risk. And the GenWealth Ready to Retire process, what we use, the combination of tools that we use in that process is the only way to address all three of these risks. There are some plans uh, and some investments that will address portions of this, but the only way to address all three of them is what we're doing through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. Scott, a uh, most often overlooked uh problem in especially in retirement is the effect of legislation and how it might change things for you when uh, when you know you hit retirement age a great example of this is what happened with the secure act a few years ago when in 2019 when they passed the secure act known around general headquarters as the unsecure act mm-hmm. because it makes you more insecure in retirement and so it is anything but secure uh, but the, it changed how IRA uh, uh, contribution. Uh, I'm sorry. How IRA accounts are distributed to your beneficiaries, your mm-hmm. particularly your non-spouse beneficiaries. If you want your kids to inherit your IRA account, man, they're going to get clobbered with taxes uh, under the Secure Act way more so than they would prior to the passage of the Secure Act. So you just simply have to have your hard hat on when you're in that work zone of retirement and watch out for what kind of legislation may be coming down from the feds or the state 
that might affect your retirement. Yeah, you know, a lot. Uh, most of our clients, I would say, are, we're building a, an income plan that begins long before they have to start taking that IRA money, right? Before they have to right. start taking that 401k money. But if it's in your mind that you're not going to touch it until you absolutely have to, you're, you did get a little bit of a reprieve on that with the SECURE Act going from 70 and a half to age 72. But I think the other change that you just talked about, John, really incentivizes retirees to build a distribution plan even more, to spend it in their lifetime because it's going to have to start coming out. And then if you do leave it behind for your heirs, they're going to have to take it out in a very non-tax efficient way. I think, guys, it definitely has an impact on the gifting that you plan, both while you're still living and when you're gone, what dollars you use to gift, whether it's pre-tax or post-tax. There is so much more to retirement than just making sure that you have the income that you need every month, because that legacy, and I know a lot of people will say, hey, we're not here to make the next generation wealthy. We want to be sure that you know we enjoy our lives i get that i understand it completely but in order for us to make sure that as long as you live because we don't know how long it's going to be as long as you live you still have income we've got to be sure that that money is still there so there will be some legacy assets that you have to plan for and it's important to do that wisely uh, another uh, facet of this that i want to be sure that we mention and and uh, it would be real easy for this to slide through under the radar is that so many people are fixated on their retirement date what do i need to have by a certain time so that i can retire it's not just to retirement it is through retirement mm-hmm. uh, there is so much more life on the other side of that retirement date and there's so much more to do with your plan on the other side of that retirement date janet i would imagine that we probably take up um somewhere probably more than 50 percent of our time here at gen wealth working with people who are already our clients yeah. already retired and making tweaks and adjustments and and little changes to their retirement program so those course corrections can keep them on track. Yeah, reviewing the investments regularly um, on on our part as advisors and with clients as needed, that is a recurring part of what we do. And then obviously when there are big changes, you know, at some point you go from from being a couple to being a, a widower or a widower, and then it's what do you do at that point? There's a social security check that is gone. So how do we adjust the plan accordingly? And those things are built into the plan in advance, but we never know the exact time. So to be able to adjust along the way is critically important to be sure that you're on track throughout retirement. So the number one tool for this age range of 55 plus is a plan, building a retirement income plan. And I think we get a question in our office in West Little Rock quite frequently. You guys probably get it too. Did did we come in too soon? Did we come in too late? Mm -hmm. Are are, are we at the right time? I think if you're 55 plus and you're really at 55, if you're 10 years or so, 10 years or less away from retirement, that's the perfect time. Every time's a great time, but the perfect time to make a change to be able to, hey, what about your savings rate? If you're not on on track, yeah. you've still got time if you're coming in before you've already reached the finish line to change that savings rate and get a retirement income that you want in retirement. I think you have to have your retirement income house 
plan in place. Maybe you're not living in your retirement income house. And when we talk about the house, it's a common analogy that we use in our meeting rooms where we talk about the the foundation or the floor of regular, predictable, dependable income. You've got regular, dependable, predictable bills that are going to come in. You probably ought to have the same kind of income to meet those expenses. And so that's a big part of the foundation of that house. And then the living area of the house, what are the things that you're going to do to not only keep up with the cost of living, but to enjoy life after retirement? And that's where the bucketing strategy comes in, where we have inflation-adjusted income that is on top of the necessities that you have to spend every month to keep your dignity and independence. You have the bucketing strategy on top of that to give you those inflation adjustments and those uh, that ability to really live life and enjoy life long after the work is done. What's in your toolbox? That's the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show, and we will continue with our final segment right after this. You have to have the right tool for the right job, whether you're talking about a home improvement project or you're talking about your finances and your retirement. How do you know if you're on the right track for your retirement? We've got a free way to find out. It is 15minuteretirement.com. That's one five and then spell out minuteretirement.com. Or you can text the word checkup to 501-381-5228. For the time you spend checking your social media, you could find out if you're on track for retirement. And if you'd like to begin the process of going through the GenWealth Ready to Retire process, which encompasses social security analysis, building a retirement income plan, and an investment strategy built for distribution rather than accumulation, you can call 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. The first appointment with the Gen Wealth Advisor is always complimentary. So we've been talking about the right tool for the right job. And I think as we wrap up today, guys, it really it, it comes down to this in the financial world and in the planning side of things, investments as well. Are you going to DIY this thing or are you going to get some professional help? And those are the decisions. You know, we, start, we started the show when I was talking about my, my track record with home improvement projects. I know my limitations. I know I can go paint the basement, but I'm not building a deck, right? I'm going to hire the pros to build the deck. You've got to know where you need to reach out for help. And when it comes to the complex world of retirement and especially retirement income planning, the professionals have the right tools for the right job. My favorite line from any Clint Eastwood movie is what, Scott? A man's got to know his limitations. Yes. <laughs> it's great. You I know? thought you were going to say the one about the tools because he's got the tools hanging in well, the garage, yeah, that, right? I knew that, where he was going because yes. Scott referenced limitations. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it, it's coming. It's yeah, coming. Just it's, I could have counted it down. <laughs> look, the common theme around my house is we are depressing the economy if we do not hire somebody to come do the stuff that I can't do. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, I'm I'm all about stimulating the economy uh, in, in ways different than how the government likes to stimulate the economy. But I think the key here is that anytime that you are faced with a, a issue or a problem that's outside your scope, outside your area of expertise, you better be bringing some people in to work with you. 
I love collaboration. Uh, you know, early, early in my financial career, I was a solo financial advisor, and I figured out that sucks. Yeah, you <laughs> it, didn't like that at all. I did not like that at all. I love having our team around us, and the benefit to you is that you get a team of advisors uh, helping you with your problem, with your issue, with your challenge of getting through retirement financially here at GenWealth because we believe in the team concept. We are our team delivery when we uh, uh, provide our advice to people. What does that mean? Number one, more than one set of eyes is looking at it. Number two, that if your advisor is on vacation or maybe they're sick or have a family issue or whatever the case may be, and you need something, there is somebody else that's familiar with your plan that can step right in and help you with whatever the issue might be. You know, I think it's important too to realize that you might have been good at accumulating money, but, John, you referenced this earlier in the show. Distribution is different. It, it's I often do the comparison between basketball and football. So let's say you're playing basketball, and then we, we change seasons. Now it's football time, okay? So in basketball, dribble the ball from one end of the court to the other. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, try doing that on the football field. If you start to dribble the football, now it's called a fumble, and it's a problem, right? So in one place, you're supposed to do something. In the other one, it'll get you in trouble. So the same is true of accumulation versus distribution. Just because you understand the rules of accumulation does not mean that you can apply those to distribution. I call that the Joe Walsh rule. You you saw that interview that Joe Walsh and, and the Eagles did with 60 Minutes, and they were talking about the music that they were writing, and Joe just kind of kicked back in the chair and said, you know, just because you can write them doesn't mean you can play them. <laughs> and right. so I think that's the, the key here. Just because you can accumulate the money yeah. does not necessarily mean you know how to set it up to have a regular income stream for yourself in retirement. And, right. and guys, how many times do we run across um, common rules that people just aren't familiar with? You know, we've we've had people who greatly misunderstood uh, the required minimum distribution rules in a way that would have harmed the them financially if they had followed what they thought was accurate. And, and it's not that we're pure geniuses. It's that this is what we do for a living. This is our job. And if nobody's ever taken the time to sit down and instruct you about these things, we don't expect you to know them. It's okay that you don't know those things, but you've got to work with a professional who does to keep you in line along the way. Or how many people have come into the office thinking that the first thing they're going to do in retirement is take $100,000 out of their 401k and pay off their house. Yes. Right? That would harm Common. them financially. Yeah. That's a real challenge, and a lot of people get so fixated on on being debt-free in retirement. Maybe they bought a house late in life or whatever the case may be, and they're very fixated on being debt-free in retirement. That may not necessarily be the right thing to do. Matter of fact, there is one financial advisor that I know that that all the time advises his clients have a very large long-term mortgage in retirement because it's really very inexpensive money by the time you're able to, to you know take advantage of low interest rates and maybe a tax deduction on the interest that you are paying. 
And so, uh, you know, there are lots of things about uh, the financial world that is not commonly taught. It is no affront to you that you don't know it. It's simply the same thing as far as I'm concerned as the the legal profession is. When I have a legal issue that I need to work through, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling an attorney and you should do that from a financial advisor standpoint as well. And I think the bottom line here too is that planning can provide you with answers and and we know that you have questions. We we hear them every day. How how much do I take out of my assets per month? How long should I plan to live? How do I invest to make sure I don't run out of money before I run out of time? Those are common questions and a plan can provide the answers. And if you don't have the plan, you're not going to have the answers. So how are you going to live retirement not knowing? I think it's really important to be able to see that in writing too, Scott, to, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've talked about having a plan on how much you're going to withdraw, but for you to be able to see, okay, if we withdraw this much in these years and we factor in inflation, so that's going to increase over the years. And if we assume these rates of return, then we can check on this along the way. And if we're hitting those rates of return that we need to have, then we're on track and you don't have to go, oh my gosh, is it okay? Have you guys ever been on an is it okay vacation? I remember doing that in my early years. Like, <laughs> oh, I hope it's okay for me to go out to eat one more Let, time. Let's you see. Know? That's that's where you stay at the cheap motel yes. and you go to eat at the cheap places. I stayed in hostels. I mean, it was, you know, broke yeah, times. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. But you don't want to go through retirement with that hesitation about is it okay? If the plan says it's okay and you're on track on the plan, then it's okay. And the peace of mind that that brings is critically important to you through retirement. That's what we call the just-in-case retirement. You don't want to spend any money just in case something happens. And that is the mantra that you live by for such a long time. And then you pass away and leave a bunch of money to your kids. And they get to do all the things that you bypassed on when you were in retirement because you had a just-in-case retirement. Don't have a just-in-case retirement. Yeah, and I, I think it's important. Important too. We had a, a client in not that long ago that we're we're still having a hard time fine tuning what that income is going to look like because of the distance from now until retirement. Even if it's five or six years, right? It still may be difficult to be able to understand what my required income is going to be, what my desired income is going to be. That's part of the ready to retire process too. Talking through that. I can't tell you, just recently, three or four times, we've talked through in the initial appointment with the clients on getting their mind wrapped around thinking about it from an income perspective. They went home and figured it out and got back with us, and then we were able to build the retirement income plan. Yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit of work. Sometimes it does have a little bit of complexity to it, but we're only talking about the rest of your life and the, the financial aspect of the rest of your life. It is worth whatever time it takes to get it right, and that's what your advisor's job is, is to walk you through that process, and that's what we do here at GenWealth Financial Advisors. Wow. Have you ever timed it like that? Man, you had how about just that? finished talking. How about and the that? Bell rings. That I is our. I uh, have that uh, sixth sense. I've done this so long. <laughs> that is our Casey notification that our time is almost done. It is time for our final thoughts, and we'll start with you, Janet. So, we've talked about different stages of life, and for different stages of life, you need different financial tools. Whatever area it is that you're focused on, Again, it's all about moving yourself forward financially. If you're in your 30s, don't compare yourself to somebody who's in their 50s. It's okay that you're in a different stage, but be focused on how do you move yourself forward financially. Scott, I would say don't rely on IKEA instructions Mm -hmm. to build your financial house. 
If you've ever been around Ikea furniture, it's okay for a while, but then eh, not so much. You don't want that for your retirement. You want a retirement that is built to last. And that's what you get at Wealth Financial Advisors through the ready-to-retire process and that on-paper, on-purpose written financial plan. I think I'll quote Clint Eastwood again, if you don't mind, for my final thought. A man's got to know his limitations. Yeah, I I know mine when it comes to home improvement projects. I know what I'm comfortable doing. I know what I understand. And then I know when to hire the professional. And retirement is a complex thing. You need a professional to build a retirement income plan. We've got two ways to get started for you before we leave you. One of the easiest tools you can put to use right now is our 15-minute retirement checkup. You can get yours by going to 15minuteretirement.com. Just spell out the words, but not the numbers. 15minuteretirement.com. Or you can text the word checkup and get it that way to this number, 501-381-5228. And if you'd like to sit down with a Gen Wealth Advisor, the number is 501-653-7355 or email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. We're out of time. See you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24 7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866 653 PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.